Occasionally, myself and our coaching staff at DadStartingOver.com, we run into a client who has issues that go beyond the scope of coaching. They may have really severe anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation, and this is the point where our coaches stop and say, have you spoken to a therapist? What a lot of these men say is, I've looked into it, not a lot of options in my area, it can't work with my schedule, or I have an appointment schedule, but I can't get in for another four months. In other words, the need is there. They recognize the need. They see the value in the therapy, but the options for getting the therapy are extremely limited in their area. Well, thanks to our friends at BetterHelp.com, there is an option for you. BetterHelp is a unique service that allows you to talk to a licensed therapist from your area via your telephone or your computer. You can do voice chat with them if you wish. You can email back and forth. You can text with them all on your time schedule, all from the convenience of your phone or your computer. So check it out at betterhelp.com DSO. That's betterhelp.com DSO and get 10% off your first month of service with BetterHelp. Hello everyone, DSO here from dadstartingover.com and I wanted to first, before we get started on today's episode, I wanted to remind you that I write books and you can buy these books from my website at dadstartingover.com slash books. You can download them immediately from my website in PDF format or an MP3 format or you can also buy them directly from retailers such as Amazon, Apple Books, Barnes & Noble, and even the audio from Audible. So thank you so much again for listening, and now on to our episode. Hello everyone, DSO here from DadStartingOver.com. And yes, it's been six months since my last podcast episode. Let's not make a big deal out of it. We all know the drill, been busy, blah 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 Let's get to it. Today's topic is one that I hold near and dear, that I like to think I have... Um, quite a bit of experience with, but I want to um, first give a little caveat, a little disclaimer. I am by no means, by no shape or form, a medical professional. I hold no credentials, no licensing, no anything of any kind as it relates to the world of health or medicine. All I am is just kind of a nerdy dude who, when I get interested in something, I tend to exhaustively research and learn all I can about the topic. And that mindset applies to today's podcast topic, which is testosterone, or more specifically, testosterone replacement therapy and my experiences with it. Um, all I can tell you to start off the bat is that I have been on testosterone replacement therapy specifically injections of testosterone cypionate for now over four years. And right off the bat, I will tell you to start things off the positives, at least from my own experience. Um, I am generally happier. Um, I have more energy. My anxiety is way down. My confidence is way up. My results in the gym are night and day. My recovery from working out in the gym is next to nothing. My libido is through the roof. My abilities in the bedroom arguably are better. Probably not the best person to ask that. Probably should ask that of my partner. In other words, 
it's been a very, very good thing for me. And again, I'm not a medical professional. Don't take all my positive experiences as, yes, I'm going to run out and go get a prescription now. Well, for starters, what you're going to find out is it's not that easy. And number two, this is all just my experience. Take it for what it's worth. But I wanted to first talk about what got me, what led me down this path, and what started me on this journey, if you want to call it that, and all the little hiccups along the way, and my thoughts and my feelings on some of the more controversial topics. I would say I started exhibiting signs of low testosterone around the time of the arrival of my first child. It wasn't like my kid's born, oh my gosh, where did all my energy go? But it was leading up to that, it was a pretty stressful time. As you will read on my website, dadstartingover.com, if you uh, read about my story, you will see a lot of the ups and downs with my marriage, my relationship, and the kids. And It wasn't all wine and roses by any means. But uh, it was a stressful time. As a person who was later diagnosed as having low testosterone, um, you often wonder which came first, kind of the chicken or the egg thing. Was my low testosterone as a result of all of the stress I endured during the uh, last half of my marriage with the kids and job situation and everything else? Or, as I believe, the, uh, the two coincided, but the dropping of the testosterone, if I'm looking back with, you know, 2020 vision, I can say probably a couple few years prior to the arrival of my uh, first child, that's when I started noticing symptoms. And then the stress and all of that that went with having a child and the marriage and everything else just kind of exacerbated it and brought it all to the forefront. But I didn't do anything about these symptoms low energy, low libido, low everything. Just it just basically if you think of all the stereotypical traits of a manly man, all of those traits were just turned way down and everything else was turned way up. Um not a great thing. So after enduring that for 9, 10, 11 years, um eventually my marriage ended. Again, read the story online and I went through a divorce. And then I went to this super yay, I'm going to improve myself phase, which was a good thing, nothing bad about that. And a lot of my research into improving myself mentally and physically kept coming back to a, quote, crisis of low testosterone going on. And I'm saying crisis, and if it sounds like I'm being sarcastic or cynical, it's because I was very much so at the beginning of this whole process. I was, you know, seeing ads on television for testosterone therapy or low T as they like to brand it when they talked about low testosterone and ask your doctor about treatments of, you know, all these various kinds of treatments and so forth. So when I see articles online about it, my eyes roll back a little bit and say, oh, here we go. Pharmaceutical industry trying to sell me something. Yeah, right. Testosterone's the answer, I'm sure. But I went ahead and got a uh, test done, a blood test done. And sure enough, my levels were low. And I remember taking a couple of different tests. One ended up high 200s. The other one was in the low 300s. And my estrogen level, interestingly, was a little high too. It was above the high normal mark. So it wasn't by any means into woman territory, but it's a little high for a man. Testosterone probably should have been two, three times that if I'm a healthy athletic man, which I was for much of my young adult years. I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent here, uh, but what I found and what you and will find 
if you decide to go down this path. And what the majority of men out there have found is that their general practitioner, their family doctor, just knows next to nothing about this world of testosterone therapy. I mean nothing. They, um, they may literally laugh in your face. There is kind of a prejudice against hormone therapy for men. And uh, you can go down a lot of conspiratorial things, but it's just kind of a societal mindset, if you will, that, ha ha, somebody wants to become a manly man. No, no, you're not at that level, so you just need to be happy with yourself at the low level that you're at, because that's just who you are, not so manly man, and live with it. And if you're feeling down and feeling bad, we can give you some pills for your depression, SSRIs and so forth, you know, some happy pills, here, take these. And it's just, it angers me, um, but that is probably the majority of the cases that they will do that. And if you go to your general practitioner and say, I'm, I'm exhibiting these symptoms, can we please get a blood test? They'll probably say, you know, I'll give you a blood test with you if you want, but I'm looking at your blood pressure and everything else, you're perfectly healthy, man, you don't need to go through all of this. If you're feeling depressed and stuff, I can get you a drug if, if you think that'll help, or you can go talk to somebody. But uh, just act, you need to exercise better and, and you need to eat better and everything else. So you're going to be dismissed. Again, I'm going off a little tangent. But, but if you were a woman and you said I needed birth control, you will be offered a plethora of different choices, all of which will make dramatic changes to your hormonal makeup that will have drastic effects on you emotionally and physically. Drastic effects, weight gain, uh, increased chances for different types of cancers, your libido will just disappear, depression, suicidal thoughts, and they hand these out to women like they are candy. But if you're a man and you say, I feel like crap, I think it may be my testosterone, can we have it tested? They may very well laugh in your face. So, with that being said, like that's probably a whole podcast in itself, We'll step aside from that for a moment. With that being said, what do you do? Um, you know, the market has responded to this need. And they've done so with these little independent clinics that have popped up. And they are run by genuine medical professionals. There's usually a doctor on staff, nurse practitioners, and so forth. And they are pretty liberally dosing out testosterone to men that think they may need it. And I go to such a clinic. And I will tell you that my knowledge and what I've read online, I'm pretty well versed in the world of testosterone, um, has saved me from some kind of ridiculous treatments from this clinic. Uh, they gave me a pretty liberal dose to start with. And I had to, for example, tell them about, not I didn't, I didn't teach them about this, but I had to tell them that I would like to go on what's called an aromatase inhibitor. I don't want to go too much on, on the science. I'm not a doctor, but when you inject testosterone or take a cream, it signals to your body several things. One is, one negative side effect, is that your testes will probably shrink. And the reason for that is, testosterone, which is naturally made in your body, is made predominantly in your testicles. If you give it artificially, your brain is smart. Your body is smart, and it says, well, I guess we don't need to be making this naturally anymore, because if we do that, it's just going to have way too much of this stuff, so let's not make it anymore. And so we don't need these pesky testicles, and they will shrink. 
and they could shrink to the point of almost disappearing. So that's a little disconcerting for some men, but it doesn't necessarily have any kind of negative medical consequence other than cosmetically it looks weird. Another aspect, another possible negative side effect of taking testosterone artificially into your body is that your body will try to counterbalance that by producing more, and this is oversimplifying it, by producing more of the the antagonist to the testosterone, which is estrogen or estradiol, to be more specific. It does so via a process called aromatization, which is done via something called the aromatase enzyme. Wow, I'm really going off of, I'm going way out here. So maybe if there's a doctor or somebody listening to this that says, no, dumb, you're getting it all wrong. Please shoot me a message and I'll be sure to correct this. Aromatase enzyme. And you can inhibit the creation of this aromatase by taking an aromatase inhibitor. Something that probably all men should have in their back pocket just in case. Get a prescription from your doctor or from your clinic that you're going to for an aromatase inhibitor. They go by a bunch of different names. The most common name is one called Arimidex. Arimidex, which is the brand name for in its generic form, is anastrozole. Anastrozole. Hope I'm pronouncing that right. And that will inhibit the creation of that estrogen. Well, you may be thinking, well, what's so wrong if I have excess amounts of estrogen in my body? Well, it can lead to some negative consequences. Probably the milder of the consequences is edema, uh, the retaining of water in your body which leads cosmetically to a not a very good appearance. You're puffy. Um, you, you, know, you look like a pregnant woman. Um, thing two, having a lot of water is not good for blood pressure and your heart and everything else. Um, but the one symptom that scares a lot of men is um, you can actually grow breast tissue. You can grow boobies. If you have an excessive amount of estrogen in your system, your body says, well, time to grow some boobies. And you will literally have men that have uh, excessive breast tissue, which will, will show itself first in uh, your nipple area. Your nipples will get puffy, and they won't ever go away. And the term, the medical term for this, of growing the breast tissue, is called gynecomastia. And I read where some upwards of 60% of young males have some form of gynecomastia during puberty. So if you are a man or excuse me, you were a boy going through puberty and your boobs were hurting, your nipples were itching, or they were very tender to the touch, you were exhibiting signs of gynecomastia. You had an excessive amount of estrogen in your system because your body was pumping out a lot of testosterone at that time, naturally. So basically, we're kind of mimicking that uh, going back into puberty, if you will, when you go on testosterone replacement therapy. You're just injecting a whole bunch of testosterone in the system, and if it's too much, or if your body can't handle it, It'll, it'll aromatize, and you can have edema and breast growth. Take something like an aromatase inhibitor, and that will make that go away. Um, there are negatives to the aromatase inhibitor. Hey guys, if it sounds like I'm going positive, it's negative, it's positive, it's because I am. This is a medical treatment we're talking about. This isn't a get-out-of-jail-free card here. There's always, there's always negatives when you're introducing anything artificial into your body. So with the introduction of the aromatase inhibitor, you have to be aware of the fact that um, it, driving your estrogen too low is a very bad thing. Health-wise, it's not a good thing. Your, your body always wants to be in that state of balance, and everything seems to work 
it's best when it's in that balance. You'll feel better and your body will, in fact, be better. And um, if, it, if your estrogen is too low, ironically, what a lot of men find is that their libido goes bye-bye. So they could be a raging testosterone machine and they're so scared of growing breast tissue via gynecomastia that they will overdo the arimidex or whatever other uh, aromatase inhibitor they're taking and um, they will just feel like complete crap. Their energy will be gone. Their libido is just absolutely gone. The thought of sex is just repulsive to them. They have no energy. They have nothing. They just feel kind of like zombies. They have overdone the aromatase inhibitor and there's no estrogen. Guys, even though you're a guy, you need the estrogen. Not too much, not too little, just the right amount. So when you're a testosterone replacement therapy patient, there's this, they call it a dialing-in process. You want that testosterone to be nice and high, like a good, healthy, athletic man, but not too high, because if it's too high, then you will aromatize and you will have more estrogen in your system, but you don't want to have too much estrogen or else you'll grow boobies and you'll be a big water bag of water walking around and you'll be crying. That's another uh, thing I forgot to mention is that like we know with women who have much higher estrogen than we do, it can lead to bouts of um, being emotional and your neuroticism goes through the charts and you're just very sad. Everything just makes you, you cry at commercials and so forth. So a lot of guys who have a lot of experience with testosterone and steroids, which by the way, uh, this is going to have this whole conversation is going to have a lot of tangents. But a good way to learn about the world of testosterone is going online and reading f- discussion forums for men who take illegal steroids, because they've been treating themselves like guinea pigs for years and years, and they know all the ups and downs. That's where I've learned a, the vast majority of my knowledge. So dialing in and finding that perfect balance is key to feeling good and being healthy when it comes to testosterone replacement therapy. Right off the bat, I told you the positives, what I feel now that I've gone through the therapy. How going to your general practitioner is probably not going to work, but I would start there. They are your GP. They are your family physician. They need to know everything going on with you. Don't hide anything. They've heard it all. Don't try and sneak one over on them. So if you don't like what you hear there, if they laugh at you, if they tell you, you, you don't need it. You know, take matters into your own hands and get a test. If that test in turn shows that you are low normal, high estrogen, whatever the case may be, take it back to your general practitioner and say, see. And if then it's still, hey, just go to the gym, keep going to the gym, eat salads instead of uh, french fries, and see me next year, you can try that. Um, by all means, try to do all natural methods. Eat healthier. Um, if you are grossly overweight, this is kind of interesting, you probably have an excessive amount of aromatase in your system. The more adipose tissue you have, the more fat you have, the more estrogenic you are as a man. This is why a lot of the great big fat guys that we see have boobs. It's not just depositing fat, they have breast tissue there. And if you notice... Uh, a lot of people that get grossly obese, you know, the type that you wonder how it is that they can walk down the street without their knees collapsing kind of fat, you know, the people you see at Walmart, you'll notice that some of them sometimes look a little uh, asexual. You, you can't determine the gender. The, the hormonal makeup of, of an extremely obese man or woman just goes haywire. And with men, one of the things that goes haywire is the excessive amounts of estrogen in the body. 
So if you are extremely obese, losing a ton of weight, hitting the gym is all around healthier and you may find that your hormonal balance or hormonal makeup improves a great deal just by losing a bunch of weight. But when it comes to going to a clinic or going to your doctor and asking for testosterone, I think in my opinion, that should be left to the guy who is not grossly overweight, who has tried eating right, who has gone to the gym, who is getting up there in his 30s and 40s, who is seeing all of these symptoms, and, he, and he's really researched it very well, and he takes all the information to the doctor and says, what do you think? That guy is a good candidate for a testosterone replacement therapy. That being said, you now know all of the negatives, that it's not a walk in the park, but once you do get it dialed in, like I have for the last several years, boy, you feel like a million bucks. The difference between being on and being off is just night and day. There's no better way to describe it. It's as if somebody turned on a light switch. And this is so much more obvious if you have to go off of the treatment. I temporarily, for a brief period of time, went off of the treatment and then right back on. And I can tell you for a fact that I am a much better all-around human being with a higher level of testosterone. Not excessive amounts, not super phys physiological amounts of testosterone, you know, i.e. the steroid takers, but with a high normal amount of testosterone, everything about me physically and mentally feels better. When I was on and then off of testosterone, I will admit though, when a person, when a man goes off of the testosterone treatment, he doesn't immediately go back to pre-testosterone treatment levels. It's not like if you were at a level 300, and then your uh, treatment got you up to an 800. If you go off of testosterone, it's not like next week you're all the way back to 300 again. No, in fact, you go all the way back to probably a lower amount, probably in a 100 or so. Because your body needs to start playing catch up. It needs to wake up again. And it needs to say, oh, I guess I'm making this on my own again. So I know what it's like to feel worse off than what I was before with testosterone levels of like a 100-year-old man that gradually went back up to my low, quote, normal levels, and then back to my Superman on testosterone therapy levels again. And, whoa, I can't, I can't emphasize enough how much of an impact that one stupid little hormone testosterone had on every aspect of my life. And I mean every aspect. This went beyond placebo. This was energy. This was confidence. This was lower anxiety. This was much higher libido. This just, it put me in, for lack of a better term, a zone. A very manly zone. It kind of permeated everything about me as a man. Just felt like a new human being. And as a side note, you this is an anecdotal thing. I know this isn't science I'm talking here. But it's almost as if women can smell it. I don't really think they can smell a higher testosterone. I'm sure there are studies that show that maybe they can. Maybe there's a pheromone thing going on. But I think women pick up on the confidence. I think women pick up on the better posture. And you're filling out a shirt more with, you know, muscle and this and that. And as far as relationships and rom romance is concerned, that gets easier as well. Everything kind of clicked and fell into place. And I'm not bragging here. What I'm pointing out is that for some of you men out there who have are going through major life situations and horrible things such as divorce, you will hear from a lot of people, hey, hit the gym. 
bench, squat, deadlift, put on 20 pounds of muscle, and I'm telling you, man, your life will change, eat right, etc. For you guys out there that may have low testosterone levels, all that mumbo-jumbo is moot. you, You just flat out cannot do those things with low levels. You will go to the gym, you will drag yourself there, and you might as well just stay home and beat your head against the wall. It's not going to do a damn thing. It's not just gym and it's not just muscles. Everything, it kind of has a cascading effect, a cascading negative effect. Your job suffers, your marriage suffers, romance, your friendships, your hobbies, interests go out the window. You just turn into this meh kind of guy. Everything's just kind of meh. If you find yourself as being one of those guys that you just can't get up for much anything, that you have to drag yourself to the mailbox, that going to the gym's laughable, you may very well have low testosterone and not know it. So I'm going to suggest to anyone and everyone, please go to the GP, explain your symptoms, see what you can do. In fact, if you want to skip the GP to start with, GP, again, general practitioner, your family doctor, you can. And you can go on your own and get a blood test totally on your own and pay it out of pocket. The reason for going to the doctor would be so that they can prescribe the blood test for you, and then in turn the insurance can pay for it. And that may be a little less, but you may be surprised how little it costs to uh, pay for a blood test out of pocket. There are companies... Like, uh, there's a website that I have used in the past. I have no affiliation with them. It's called Private MD Labs, privatemdlabs.com. And there are other companies like it, uh, Direct Labs. I'm looking online right now as I speak here. And you basically go online with your credit card, purchase a test, and they will email you paperwork that you in turn take to any of a number of of uh, walk-in blood test facilities. I had no idea these uh, this whole network of these facilities even exists, but that's who uh, the, your doctor and so forth are using. Uh, LabCorp is a big name. Quest is another big name. But they have offices all over the place. You just walk in with your paperwork. And they, Can I help you? And you hand them the paperwork. They say, oh, okay. So this looks like this is a pay-out-of-pocket type of thing. You say, yep, okay, cool. And the paper tells them what tests to take, what blood to draw for, and what to test for. And I would suggest uh, if you go on Private MD Labs, for example, they have comprehensive tests for men. Everything from your cholesterol levels all the way down to your testosterone, estradiol, thyroid. I suggest initially get everything tested. They will flag anything that's low or high value-wise when it goes outside of their range, their test range. Um, It will be flagged on the test. And you take that to your doctor and show that you are invested in your health and in your well-being, that this isn't some... You saw a commercial on TV and now you want to take testosterone or you want to be a he-man and get a bunch of girls type of thing that you're interested in your health and well-being and you want to feel better. That's where you start. And if that doesn't work, then in turn you can go to a clinic, which I, from my experience, show that you need to have some knowledge because it's just basically a here to take some testosterone for like a million bucks, pay us some money every month, which I failed to mention with the uh, clinics that are out there, those, tes- those testosterone clinics, uh, most of the time those are not covered by insurance. You're going to have to pay out of pocket. And you could pay anywhere from 100 200 bucks a month on top of some additional fees for the medications and so forth. So they are not cheap. Again, 
this is not going to be a super easy thing to do. I have heard of some folks saying, I went to my GP, he was a cool dude or a cool woman, and she said, sure, let's get you started on some creams, boom, done, and they're like, wow, that was easy, but that's pretty darn rare. So I want to go back to one thing um, that I mentioned, and this is a big this is a big topic that keeps coming up in the world of testosterone replacement therapy, and that is, this is a relatively new thing, TRT is. Um, this hasn't been going on for decades. So why all of a sudden is this so popular? Is this, in fact, just a manufactured, quote, crisis that uh, pharmaceutical companies are, are uh, cashing in on? Has this always been the case? Is this a matter of we have, you know, a, a few men at the top of the pyramid who have high testosterone? You know, your elite athletes on television, the guys that get all the girls. And for the rest of us, we just kind of have to make do with our computer programming jobs and sitting on our butts all day and dreaming of having a, a life like what those guys have. Um, it actually, there is some merit to the idea of a, an overall lowering of testosterone society-wide over time. Um, there is a very interesting article I found, and it seems to be one of several. And this one is from, excuse me while I look it online, this, is one, this one is from 2007 from the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism. And to make a long story short, what they did is there was, they looked at three different studies over a period of time. And this was a study, um, large number of men. And to summarize, what they saw was that in the 80s, men had the average total level. And this was all men, from everyone from the early 20s on up to their 80s. Uh, an average level of like around 500. Then they did the same study again in about a decade later, and they found that the average was in the 400s. Then they did the same study again a decade after that, and they found that the averages were in the 300s, and so on and so forth. So there is this steady decline in overall testosterone levels amongst men in these studies. And we can say it's, oh, obesity. You know, I talked about obesity and the horrible effects on your, your hormonal system. Um, we can say the horrible foods that we eat. But one study I'm looking at, the one I mentioned here from 2007, actually took into account obesity and dietary changes and everything. They say when looking at stati statistically, excuse me, that uh, they can account for that and it doesn't affect the numbers any. In other words, there's something else going on here. I'm not quite sure what it is, but there is something going on. And um, it's very interesting. And in fact, it's so prevalent that LabCorp, which is the huge company that does all the blood testing that I talked about, they have seen such a regular, consistent drop in testosterone levels amongst their clientele that they actually changed the reference range, the range that tells people this is low and this is high testosterone, this is the normal range, they had to change those numbers to accommodate the lowering numbers that they were seeing in their testing. So in other words, LabCorp said, um, oh, back in the 80s, well, it looks like our, our average numbers are anywhere from 400 on up to 1,200 for testosterone levels. Now, zoom ahead to the mid-2000s, they're like, oh, crap. Now it looks like the averages that we're seeing are anywhere from 
200 uh, maximum. We're seeing people max out at like 700 or something. So that needs to be the new healthy range. Or otherwise, everybody's going to freak out and think they're unhealthy. And that's not the best way of approaching this. That doesn't necessarily mean healthy. That just means this is the average. And I guess it depends on what your definition of normal is. To me, normal means you have nothing to worry about health-wise as far as your testosterone is concerned. As far as LabCorp is concerned, doing their blood testing, normal to them means this is what the majority of people are in. This is the, the top of the bell curve as far as the distribution is concerned amongst um, the testosterone levels. And that's unfortunate. We need to, in fact, set that aside and look. I bet if we look back to the 80s and if we had blood tests and large studies in the 70s, 60s, and 50s, I bet you the numbers would keep going up the further in the past we go back. So it's just interesting food for thought. I'm not sure what it is that's going on, if it's just a completely sedentary lifestyle. That's my thought, is that as we advance as a civilization, and there's more automation, and you know, you got the washing machine, and you got the vacuum cleaner, and you got the this, and you got that. We just don't have to move around as much as we used to. And I know for a fact with my life over the past 15, 20 years has been my, quote, work has been me sitting in front of a computer on my butt for hours and hours at a time. That is not healthy. And that in turn has effects down the line on everything, including our, our endocrine system, our hormones. So there's something there and we need to address it and we need to fix it as men. And from what I see as men, we need to get in the driver's seat and take control of the situation. Um, the medical community in general, with the uh, clinics aside, uh, your general practitioners, your family doctors are not jumping on this completely. They're still skeptical. They still laugh at it. They still think it's a silly thing. And again, there is a societal pressure to just keep you where you're at little weak man and just realize what you have and be happy with it and know your place and I'm telling you that's bullshit if you feel like crap and you know you should feel better listen to your body and do something about it and take the steps at least take a test to see where you're at all right folks thank you so much for listening I hope to have another episode here shortly sorry again for the long wait and in the meantime, please visit website at www.dadstartingover.com. And if you like what you're listening to, if you could, wherever you're listening to it, iTunes, Stitcher, whatever, please leave a review. Just let me know. It helps me get more listeners. Just helps in general, more visitors to the website. That's how you can uh, say thank you. Just leave a review, let me know what you think, or shoot me an email. You can via my website, again, dadstartingover.com. Thanks so much again for listening. Have a great day. If you're listening to this, you're probably a guy who is interested in self-improvement. You probably consume a lot of information, like these podcasts, YouTube videos, audiobooks, courses, everything you can to learn more and help you become the best man that you can be. And if you're like a lot of men, there's something still missing. Well, I can tell you what that missing thing probably is. Quality time with other men that are on the same mission as you. Some of you probably have casual relationships with your fellow soccer dads or the occasional beer with guys from the neighborhood. 
but none of them seem to be on the same page as you. Am I right? They seem content with their shitty marriages, their shitty jobs, and their expanding waistlines. They have all but given up. You find yourself talking to them about the same football teams, listening to their stories about their subpar home life, and you're getting to the point where you dread hanging around them. Well, the good news is that we have assembled a group of men just like you. We call our group the DSO Fraternity. We have live Zoom meetings that are hosted by yours truly, along with the other members of the DSO team. We have a very active private discussion forum, a Discord server for our lifetime members, a members-only podcast, access to my books in audiobook and PDF format at no extra charge, discounts on one-on-one coaching with myself and other members of the team, discounts on our video courses, and access to our in-person gatherings. We have met in Nashville, Tennessee, Austin, Texas, Las Vegas, Australia, Amsterdam, and soon in New Orleans. So check it out, the DSO Fraternity at dsofraternity.com. We have monthly, annual, and lifetime membership options available. I think you will find our group is the missing piece of the puzzle that you have been looking for.